You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to PlayStation Unchained, episode 46. Um, I'm your co-host, Michael Harridance, uh, back after a uh, brief hiatus. I was on holiday, amongst other things. And joining me, as ever, is my co-host, Ben Shilabir Hall. Ben, get to the chopper! How's it going, man? <laughs> I- I'm good, thank you. i just got to put that cookie down. <laughs> yeah, put that cookie down! Play the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we, were just, we were just talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger before this podcast. I bought a load of his films and Ben kind of like started quoting, so we can't stop. <laughs> How's it going, Ben? Uh, but apart from the TV breaking last week, which I, I kind of brought up on the last podcast, or the last, I think it was the last podcast, but anyway, that was a pain in, pain in the butt. But apart from that, my week's been pretty good. How, how was your nice nice holiday away? Oh, wow. Well, just to touch on that TV, that sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear about that. Um my um my holiday was good, thanks. It was very, very sunny, which was nice. Lots of relaxing. I played a lot of Vita, actually, I did. Um, obviously, I'll touch on that in the whole uh, what we've been playing section. But, yeah, it was. I needed it, you know. By the time, because um, it's literally almost half a year, uh, pretty much half a year gone when I go away. And by that time, I do need a rest to recharge the battery. So, yeah, it was very, very enjoyable and much needed. Um, and uh, it's good to have you again, Ben. And joining myself and Ben, as ever, it is our podcast regular and all-around nice guy, Glenn Gordon, G-Man himself. What's up, man? Not too much, man. Um, just kind of sitting here and playing games as gamers do. Cool, cool. Um, I should ask what you've been playing, um, but um, we can come to that later, I guess. <laughs> yes, we'll postpone the small talk for cool, a long cool. time. Silly Glenn, gamers don't play games. They sit and complain about playing games. It's true. True, yeah. It's true. Sit in basements and complain, yeah. There is one guy who's... Um, been going around the internet and his name is facts first and since since last year like literally since long before either of the consoles launched he has been going around and it's like his mission in life is to just slam ps4 as much as possible and praise the xbox one as much as possible and like i told him the other day i've been like dude it's been a year what are you too bored with your xbox one to go play it instead of trolling the internet like come on (laughs) come on (laughs) um i mean like the xbox one's a good console but he's not playing it like all he does all day is sit on the internet making noise so Um, wow i i I thought they were extinct now these sort of people i guess not (laughs) no they're still (laughs) They're still here. We just kind of wish they were extinct. You know, um, no matter how far um, technology advances and what consoles, you know, even if it, things are going onto the cloud or whatever, it'd just be a top box. People will still find something to bash, you know. There'll always be some kind of war going on, like, this is this sucks, this is better. It's always going to be there. It's and not, that sucks. It's not, even a, it's not even like a war, right? At this point, it's just two companies doing business like, two, like companies do. Yeah. Um, like, I don't understand because there are a lot of different companies that ha- that have competition like this, but I don't know why the gaming side of it is so volatile um, as compared to other even even in the mobile market. Like LG and Samsung both make Android phones, but they don't. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I no, guess I, I guess iOS and Android is a little more competitive as far as the fans go, but 
just so the gaming part is just so crazy and I, it's ridiculous. Ah, uh, reminds me of um, my school playground days. What's better, Mario or Sonic? <laughs> anyway, guys, let's um, crack on with the news, shall we? Um, I'm getting back into the swing of things, so sorry if I'm a bit sloppy. Uh, first up, this was on June the 30th, beginning of the week. Uh, Sony Computer Entertainment's uh, Jim Ryan has uh, suggested that PlayStation Vita wasn't the top priority in regards to the format holder's E3 showcase earlier this month. Uh, this was during an interview with Game Reactor. Uh, Ryan said that the likes of PS4 and Project Morpheus were top, a quote top of the list unquote for the Los Angeles-based expo. Uh, this is a full quote from him. He says, "You get an hour and a half on stage, and you've got to work out what's really important to talk about." And obviously PS4, and we wanted to talk about the innovation stories of PlayStation Now, PlayStation TV, and Morpheus. So that stuff was all top of the list. Um, this was um, in light of, uh, com- cri- well, criticism, actually, not comments, criticism that PS Vita was kind of like um, pushed aside out of the limelight at E3. Um, I was disappointed that there wasn't more on it, to be honest, but at the same time, I kind of knew that would be the case because it was pretty obvious. It was fir- the first um, E3 that PS4 has had since being on sale, so they were obviously going to... Um, come out all guns blazing, which they did, and obviously they had a few other things to talk about, PS TV, uh, Morpheus, and all that kind of stuff, so I wasn't surprised, but I just, um, I do lament the lack of um, kind of like major announcements on PSV2, but that's a whole other topic that is, and I won't go into that, I think I'm writing something on that anyway, so um, yeah, yeah. Um, expected but still disappointed, um, but yeah, PS4, P- uh, Morpheus, not surprising, That's uh, that was the main highlight. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, let's start with Ben. To be honest, I feel the same way. I wasn't really expecting a huge deal with the Vita. I wish it had more of a showing than it actually did. Aye, laddie. But E3 is about showing new technology and new games. Yeah. And nothing screams new technology than more PS. And PS4 is their newest hardware on the market, so of course they want to promote those more during this show than the actual Vita. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, um, I just got a little nudge from Glenn. Read a little slower, Mike. Okay, I will. <laughs> I didn't know I read that. Part. The Vita. You stuff. did. Like, what was? What was? <laughs> right. you, you're just like, and it's like you know. Oh, wow. It's hard to understand. Sorry, man. Um, I just, oh, you're sorry, Ben. We'll have to forgive the American here. He can't keep up with us Brits, can he? Oh, no, I can keep up. I'm just thinking I'm joking, about the man, listeners, man. man. Yeah, I'm, just... I'm pulling your leg, man. Sorry, Ben. Uh, carry on, dude. But as I say, I, you know, it's, it's one of the newest shows for the newest hardware and newest games. Yeah. PS4 is their newest. Morpheus will be their newest hardware. Yeah. Uh, and they had the TV section. Yeah, the Vita TV, which, to be honest, I want to buy and I will be buying because it looks amazing. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, that's renamed, isn't it? It was yeah, in Japan. PlayStation was, TV. Yeah, and in Japan it was PlayStation Vita TV. Yeah, so a, lot like, pe- a lot of people don't know this, though, but you can, you'll can you be able to use your DualShock 4 with the PlayStation TV. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Uh, in Japan it was the DualShock 3, but I guess they've changed it since. Not anymore. You can use your DualShock 4 with the Japanese model as well. Okay, good. It was a firmware update. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay, Glenn, uh, how about you, mate? What's uh, your opinion on this? The whole PS uh, lack of Vita at uh, E3. You know, I find it interesting that they're calling Morpheus top priority because they spent a a good three seconds on Morpheus uh, before they moved on to Powers. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, that's true. But I didn't actually talk that much about it, no, did they? In fact, it was really mentioned in passing. They were talking about some, I think they were talking about Move or something like that. They were talking mm. about something completely different. And then they were like, kind of like, by the way, you know, Morpheus does this. Yeah, we got this coming, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was no like preview, there was no video, there was no trailer or anything Morpheus. They were just like, yeah, we have Morpheus out on the show floor, by the way. Uh, that's top priority to them? Are, are you serious? So that sounds a little iffy to me. I don't get that. Um, but they spent a lot of time. They spent a lot of time on powers. Shuhei Yoshida actually came back later and said, "Yeah, that was probably a mistake." Um, so I, I think that their priorities. If this is top priority for them, I think their priorities are a little switched up. Um, obviously, Morpheus is something we all want to hear about. I don't blame. I, I, I'm. I'm going to sound a little hypocritical because in the past I've said it needs to be all about the games and I need to spend as little time as possible on Morpheus and um, and and TV and Vita and not Vita but all the other stuff. So um, it doesn't make sense now to decry them for spending little time on Morpheus. That's exactly what they were supposed to do. But yeah. this is new technology. It is something that we do want to hear about, just not in huge doses. But they did. They barely even. They didn't even really talk about it. They just said, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is on the show floor." That's it. Like this wasn't. This was a non-conversation piece at E3. So I have no idea what they're talking about as far as prioritizing it. Um, however, I will point out that E3 is only one of a few different big-time gaming shows this year. And every year, in fact, we've still got Gamescom, we've still got Tokyo Game Show. So there's still time for the Vita to get out there. There's still time for them to talk about what's coming for it. But as you guys said, this is the big show that needs to be for the PS4. Um, so I have no problem with them seriously prioritizing it and actually prioritizing the PS4. Because that's what it needed. It needs to get out there and say, hey, you know, Xbox is doing a little better. That's cool, but we're still the best and here's why. So they, they did that right, but um, I, I, would, I am interested in seeing more about the Vita. I think everyone is, especially those who have bought the thing. Um, so my, I, all I have to say is just watch Gamescom, and I, I'm hoping that they'll have some more to share then. I, I really don't think we'll see much of Gamescom this year for the Vita. Why not? You don't, rec- you don't reckon? Because there's going to be huge announcements about PS Now, because they're gonna, it's going to be announced for Europe at Gamescom this year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, there's going to be the TV beta TV box that they're going to try and push for the end of the year. Plus, obviously, PS4. Yeah, and of course, they're probably going to show off a bit more Morpheus. So, I, I really, I think we might see a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be a huge amount. Well, you know, about PS, PS Now and PS TV are not going to be huge conversation. Like, they're not going to be huge show and tell things during the actual conference. Those are things that they'll probably be like, "Yeah, here's PlayStation TV. Here's what it can do. It'll be out on the show floor for you to try." You know, as far as like demos and, and game announcements and, and content, that stuff is usually what shines in the conference part. Whereas mm. those hardware things typically shine more on the show floor. So I'm, I, I think that there could still be room for it. That, well, we've got a little bit of Planet 3 to show off as well, and that normally takes quite a big chunk of the time at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And as I said with PS Now, we, they've got the pricing, the date, the beta, the closed beta to announce for Europe. So they, have, they haven't even announced the pricing for the US yet. Yeah, but you've got a rough idea because of the open beta that starts this month. Yeah, 
Well, Europe has no idea what it's going to be yet. I see. Like, how long is the conference usually? An hour, an hour and a half? Probably an hour. Yeah, like, uh, yeah an hour for Gamescom. They're, yeah. they're not going to spend. They're not going to spend more than ten minutes. Like, even ten minutes feels long. Talking about just PlayStation now. That's well. Uh, they normally spend about fifteen to twenty minutes on Little Big Planet when that was already shown off. Um, then they've got Drive Club to show off, and then they'll have talk of ten minutes or so with PS Now. That's they're not. Uh, no, I. I I feel I have I struggle with the idea that they're going to take that long to talk about any one item. I mean, they did, they didn't even do that with, on E three. Um, e three, they try to rush through things though because it's the, the show. Well, with well, stuff sure, like but, Gamescom, they don't really try and rush because it's Europe. <laughs> because it's Europe. <laughs> I, I think if we're going to see any big major Vita stuff, it will be Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna. I really don't. I don't think that they're gonna spend a whole <laughs> fifteen minutes on one and I, on any one thing. I don't. I don't even remember them doing that last year. Um, I, like, I'm sure I, Little Big Planet Two was pretty much twenty minutes because they used the Little Big Planet Two, two staff to show off the sales data as well. They brought staff to show out the sales data. No, well, they used Little. They used Little Big Planet as a, uh, a chart as a way to show off the sales data for the. PS3. Well, 15 minutes to do that. What, did they build a level in front of the audience? What? <laughs> no, they, I meant they did like two or three minutes for that, and then they showed 13 minutes worth of Little Big Planet 2. They showed, then, oh, you're talking about gameplay footage. Yeah, I'm okay. actually, that's what I said. I think they're going to probably do the same sort of thing with Little Big Planet 3 because of the whole... Um, it's you know, being their Christmas game for this year. It's one mm. of the games that they want to sell a lot. Yeah, very true. Well, um, we should probably move on now, but that was interesting. Um, I hope, uh, uh, I don't know really, I mean, I, I tend to think that Ben might be right on this one with the, the way things are going, but I hope you're right, Ben. I do hope you're right, because um, it'd be great to see more of um, uh, <clears throat> the uh, Vita, and let's face it, it needs it as well. I think um, things have been, you know, I don't know, I just love the way they seem to be. The whole it's going to be a companion device now, and for indies and like you know not getting any of these big games and stuff. I just think it's a real shame, and it's um, not they're not really using it to its potential because that's what they talked about when it first kept, when it was first announced. It was meant to be you know a hardcore gaming platform, but with these extra features, and then the extra features are becoming like the main feature. If you get me, I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole new topic. Um, sorry, uh, don't want to get too sidetracked. Uh, Next up, uh, The Last of Us Remastered is Next Gen. Will look amazing, says Naughty Dog developers. Uh, this is uh, a series of Twitter uh, posts uh, by various members of Naughty Dog's development team, uh, specifically uh, uh, Remy L. Garraway and Drew Fallar, uh, according to this. Um, uh, they uh, basically take the Twitter to tease the um, upcoming PS4 version of The Last of Us, which you, you guys know is out on July 29th in the US and August 1st in Europe. Uh, Garraway says, It's hard to describe how amazing The Last of Us really is at 1080p and 60 frames per second. I am trying to read slowly, like Glenn said. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, read, read, read the article, Mike. Just read the article. <laughs> Can't wait for everyone to experience it, he wrote. Uh, meanwhile, Drew said, uh, This is next-gen for me. Compared to PS3, PS4, The Last of Us, uh, PS4 The Last of Us uh, Remastered is loading higher res data and way more of it to fill 8 gigabytes, and it's still faster. So yeah, basically, they're saying it's going to be awesome. You need to get your hands on this game. As far as I'm concerned, it's already sold for me. 
Um, well, not technically sold because hopefully I should be getting a copy from Sony, but that's neither here nor there. Um, this I can't wait to get my hands on this. I'm actually, um, I'm actually going to play the PS3 version again. One because I haven't played it since it came out, so we're talking over a year now. And two because I want to be able to actually have it fresh in my memory of how it compares when I play the PS4 version, which I think is good to be fair because I am going to be reviewing it. But yeah, this is great, uh, Ben. I don't think I even need to ask you about this because I know that you're hyped for this, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I don't know if I'll be buying it straight away, but I will be buying it as soon as Excellent. possible. Cool. Um, Glenn, I imagine this will be fairly easy. Uh, and actually, no, Glenn, if I remi- remember correctly, you haven't played The Last of Us, or at least not all the way through. Is that right? No, I have not. Um, right, so you must get this then, presumably. Yeah, I- I'm going to get it. The, yeah, only, and, um, the only thing I have, and this is a bit of a pet peeve of mine, is like they're saying this is going to be next gen. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I, it's a pet peeve of mine when people say that this game's next gen, this game's not next gen enough. Like, what the heck does that mean? And I, I've, I've actually asked someone on our yeah. forum, on our, um, not on our forums, but on a comment on an article, what exactly is next gen? Because you're saying that this game's not next gen. What the heck does that mean? I guess it's something to do with 1080p and 60 frames per second. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. Yeah. And, you know, there was one. I, I don't have the comment in front of me. I'd have to go hunting for it. Uh, there was one person who actually put forth some reasonable um, expectations for next gen, such as uh, yeah. performance, no frame rate drops, you know, um, delivering good graphics, but with the performance and with the capability to handle those without quality dips. You know, yeah, and, and and stuff like that. Those things, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take those. But for the most part, when people say this is next gen, they're saying, "Oh, it's in 1080p 60," which, yeah, to tell the truth, 1080p 60 is only one aspect of graphics. There is a whole world of graphics out there. A game could be in you know 4K and still look like crap. It resolu- yeah. resolution is literally just the size of the picture. But there is there is so much more that makes up the actual picture that you have to consider. So uh, yeah. the the people, I think it was last week I said on on RDGH, you know, half the people going around talking about resolution don't even know what the P stands for in 1080p, and it's just throwing a bunch of numbers around that people don't understand. And you know, this whole idea of a game being next gen or not next gen, there is a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more to a good game than graphics, than, than how it looks. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are unfortunately saying that a game is bad or a game is not worth the money because, quote, it's not next-gen enough or because it doesn't look sparkly enough. And, and that's a pet peeve of mine because you're going to miss out on a great game because it doesn't sh- you can't count the particles of dust in the air. Come on. I I, I can't stand that. Um, Yeah, I'm with you there, man. You're preaching to the choir, totally. I I don't care about that stuff at all. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Half the games that I like are probably, I mean, bloody hell, I have no idea how flipping Resident Evil remake runs and all that kind of stuff, but I'm sure it's sure as how at 1080 it's 60 frames per second and I still love it. You know, it just doesn't bother me at all. It really doesn't. It's a nice bonus. And it looks lovely, but, you know, I honestly don't think I could tell the difference between uh, uh, 720 and 1080. I don't reckon I could, because I really am not very kind of like tuned into this. 
The biggest way you could is if you had a large TV. Yeah. Um, like a, a really big TV. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to notice a difference. You're really not. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really just not that big a deal. Um, cool. especially, especially with the difference between 1080 and 900 that everyone was freaking out about with the Xbox One not too long ago. You know, they're, oh, yeah. They're, they're going to look pretty much identical. Like, you would need a ridiculous magnifying glass or something to be able to tell the difference. And, and like, eagle eyes to go with it. it it's not yeah. that big a deal. It's not as if it's um, a, a sort of like a, a good um, a comparison like between a Wii game and a PS3 game. Because those yeah. are obviously it's quite a big difference. You could probably see the difference there. Which yes. is, what is it? The Wii is, like, what was it, four... Four something or other, isn't it? Four four and yeah, four eighty. Yeah, and obviously, uh, um, to compare it to a a ten eighty p game, you would you know, it's you can notice that sort of thing. It's not, it's nothing like that. Yeah, no. It's so not, it's yeah, not that. yeah, I mean, but um, yeah, yeah, but that's of the last of us. You, you're getting it, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it. I don't know when um, because yeah. I'm having trouble with my job not scheduling me for hours. Yeah, but um. Yeah, uh, once I have money, I'll get it. When is it out again? It's out the 29th of July over there for you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Cool. Um, moving on, um, guys. Uh, this is a new game announcement. Uh, Escape the Dead Island announced a PS3, uh, PC, and 360. Uh, this game is set between Dead Island 1 and 2. Obviously, 2 is our next ring, I believe. Um and it's, uh, you know, in the typical Dead Rising mode, you know, action-adventure kind of game with weapons and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, you're, you star as a, a spoilt rich kid called Cliff Callow, um, and he, uh, along with a group of friends, he pinches this. Um, oh, uh, uh, before I carry on, guys, we have uh, Gary, who is just joining us. Hello, Gary. Hello, how are you guys? Welcome, I'm good, Gary. comrade. <laughs> We're good, thanks, man. Good to have you here, Gary. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm pretty good. Just got off work. Cool, man. Cool. Oh. Well, uh, we're just um, we were just talking about a new Dead Island game. Literally, as you came in, so I just carry on reading about it before we carry on. Uh, yeah, um, this guy uh, Cliff steals a boat along with a group of um, friends, and he wants to apparently make a documentary exposing the truth behind the zombie outbreak from the original game. This is on a top secret island base or something or other. Um, they obviously you got zombies and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's Dead Island, but they also mention um, something about um, his own sanity going off the rails and the fact there's going to be um, an unpredictable game world with time distorting effects and strange messages. Uh, this is at least according to the developer, the humorously titled Fat Shark. Um, but yeah, uh, it's got a unique um, um, comic book kind of visual style, which is quite um, looks quite pretty actually. Uh, this one's out uh, later this year. And as I said, it bridges the gap between Dead Island 1 and 2. Um, it looks in- interesting. Hopefully it's not going to be a throwaway tie-in. Um, you know, just a, you know, a quick cash, you know, kind of, you know, just to make a few bucks before the second game comes out. But the, I like the visual style. I haven't really played Dead Island, so I'm not really, I can't really consider myself a fan. But um, what do we make of this? Um, actually, let's start with you, Gary, since you just come in. What do you think of this? Oh, which Dead Island is this? The newer one that got announced? Yeah, Escape Dead Island. Yeah, the uh, the kind of like the um, stopgap between Dead Island one and two. Um, I, I think it's gonna be good. I'm. I mean, the first one was kind of this like comedic type game, 
And the second one from the second trailer looks a little comedic as well. So it'll be interesting to see if this one goes, because the way it sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a more serious type of game as you're trying to survive, I guess, is what they're going for, from what I remember reading. So it should be yeah. interesting to see what they do with it. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, I um, I don't want to go off on tangent too much, but I uh, speaking of pet, pet peeves, as Glenn was talking, I really don't like humor in zombie games. That's a pet peeve um, for mine. I, I like a serious, if it's got zombies in it, I like it to have a serious um, side to it because, you know, I grew up watching... George Romero's uh, zombie films, and they're always serious. They're not joke. They're not. They don't mess around. They're not humorous like Return of the Living Dead. And I don't. That's the problem I had with Dead Rising. It was too, you know, putting Mega Man hats on zombies. I mean, yeah, it's funny and stuff, but I just don't like the humor with zombies. I like. To, I like it to be serious. So that's a problem I have. So I do hope this will be more serious, at least than the first one. And the first one was really weird. I mean, I followed that since it was announced, and it was going to be so different to what it turned out to be. It was meant to be really gritty and um, very, very different to how it turned out. But that's a whole other story. Um, let's move on. Uh, uh, ben, what do you think, make of this? Uh, in some ways, I hope it isn't serious. I know you won't like that, but there's enough, no, no, it doesn't serious, there's enough serious zombie game to me that I, I like the Dead Island series because it's a little bit different. Oh, that's fair enough, yeah. You know, I understand people like serious zombie games, but at the same time, yeah, I, I prefer, I'll admit, I prefer it being a serious zombie game. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of do like a bit of a, a, bit of a, bit of a laugh occasionally. Yeah, I think, my, I think um, my problem stems from the fact Resident Evil hasn't had zombies in it for a long time, so I probably, yeah. I've probably just been starved of a good zo- serious zombie game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, Glenn, last but not least, how about you? Uh, if I'm not hard to care about Dead Island, I don't like zombie games at all. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Zombies bore me. I'm sick of seeing them everywhere. I don't care. <laughs> um, Dead Island, I'm going to disagree with you. I kind of enjoyed the humor in the trailer at E3 for Dead Island. And, you know, that was the yeah. one thing that didn't have me tune out right away was the fact that, oh, like, where are they going with this? You know, this is uh-huh. kind of this is kind of cool looking. Um, that that was the one thing that didn't automatically make me tune out. So um, I, I, I like that it's kind of a quirky, kind of funny uh, atmosphere to it. But I'm, mm. it's, yeah, not true. A, it, it's not a game I'm going to buy. Okay, fair play. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think that's, um, yeah, that wraps up that story. Um, damn, I was hoping to uh, talk a bit more so I could find click on this next one. <laughs> and not already. The next one is... Uh, quite interesting this is a gta 5 developers sued by lindsay lohan um, i actually know this story off by heart anyway so i don't really need to click on it because um, i wrote it um this is all to do with the fact that um there's a character that she alleged um she, her, her claim is that a character in the game uh lacy something or other is um she's uh, i quote um an unequivocal uh ref uh likeness of her and um it's. Uh, I haven't actually played this part of the game, but yeah, she's um, basically suing Rockstar and Take Two for this. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> reading the comments online, it's interesting because a lot of people are um, saying, you know, she just wants the attention and stuff to remind people she stood around and everything. There was a lot of lot of nasty comments on there about this, uh, but I. Uh, yeah, I wish I could actually see. The, I wish I've actually experienced the character, so I could actually see the um, you know how much it is similar. But 
Yeah, uh, the uh, portraits of the plaintiff line incorporated images, likeness, clothing, outfits, plaintiff's clothing line products, assemble in form of uh, assemble in the form of hats, hairstyles, sunglasses, jeans, short jean shorts worn by the plaintiff that were on sale to the public at least two years. Uh, that's what the uh, claim the lawsuit says anyway. Uh, it was filed in New York on July the second, so a couple of days ago. We're recording this on Independence Day. Oh, by the way, Happy Independence Day to everyone. I don't know if that's how you say it, but you know, have a good one, uh, US uh, US readers. Um, there's been no comment from Rockstar or Take Two yet. Uh, so yeah, uh, wow. Um, these never turn out very uh, positive for the person who's accusing Rockstar. From what I remember, I believe there was another person who actually accused Rockstar of ripping off. Um, uh, I think it was a former gangster's wife, and they accused uh, the same game GTA Five accused her of um, basically ripping off her life story or her likeness. I can't remember exactly, um, and I haven't heard anything about that since. So I'm not sure how uh, that went. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan wants a slice of a rock star pie. Um, what do you guys think about this? Uh, let's start with Ben. <laughs> uh, who's she? Uh, who is she again? Who is she again? Yeah, she's an actress for anyone who doesn't know. I'm uh, being serious, okay. Ben, just in case there's some guys listening who are perhaps too young I, to know who she is. I know who she is, but it, it's she's not... You know, I, I, I kind of agree with some of those comments. You know, she's not in the start, you know, in the spotlight anymore, so chances are she is literally doing it so people can you know, yeah. look at... Well, if she, isn't, if she is in the spotlight, it's for the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, look yeah. at me, I did some things. Yeah. I did these movies back then. Look at me. <laughs> um, so yeah, have you uh, have you actually played this um, mission with this character in at all? I, I never. I'll be honest. I never really played GTA Five that much. It oh, kind of okay. bored me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember you saying. Cool. Yeah. But right. it just it just feels like look at me, look at me. Oh, look at me, please. <laughs> cool. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, Glenn, how about you? Um, you know, I, I find it ironic, and I really think that Lindsay Lohan just loves the court system in the United States, because she was definitely in the court system for a long time, some years ago, yeah. uh, fixed that, and now I guess she missed it, because now she's just going back into the courts again. Um, I don't really understand this. I feel like people in the United States just sue for no reason sometimes. In fact, I'm guaranteeing you that people in the United States sue for no reason um, because we get, a lo- we get a lot of lawsuits for things like mental anguish and, and whatnot, things that are not tangible, not provable, not sensible, but just, oh, you know, I'd like some money, so I'm going to sue this person for mental anguish. And, um, in fact, we, we've had people um, sue... The most infamous one of these was just like McDonald's, I think. Someone mm-hmm. sued McDonald's because they got fat and won the lawsuit. <laughs> Which oh just, like, when I heard that, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can move to Japan anytime soon. Uh, not that Japan is perfect either, but... It's just that I, I'm so tired of, of the stupidness in the court system, and, and I don't understand why Lindsay Lohan is so fun, so fond of it, and and suing Rockstar. I, I don't get the point. I don't. I, it sounds to me like what Ben is saying that it's just for attention. Well, yeah. if that story is true, Glenn, I want to I want to go to America just just to push it even further. <laughs> I want to go. I want to sue that pig. 
there, because there, that made the pork that made me fat. There have been worse. There have been worse because, um, let's see, someone sued Wendy's because she found a finger in her chili, like a human finger. And, well, to um, be fair, that's... Holy God. Yeah, but here's the thing. She had taken the finger from like a deceased relative or something and put it in the chili just so that she could sue Wendy's. Wow. And you'd think it would be like the easiest thing to prove. It's like, hey, everybody, hold up your hands, count your fingers, you know? <laughs> Easiest thing in the world to prove, but, you know, although I guess they, they ship some stuff from, um, I guess, a, a different place, so I don't know. I guess say if the chili's done in a, a pre-made manufacturing factory, they can't really do that. Yeah. 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 But, but it's it's still, a, it's still yeah. They, couldn't they just do a DNA check? Yeah. Seriously. But, I think that's exactly what they did. She didn't win. She didn't win the case. Uh, yes. It, it, was, it was stupid, but... You know, Science! the person who sued McDonald's for being fat won the case. Um, Most like the fact that, do you know the reason why they have to have that warning hot hot drink on the actual coffee and that is because someone sued? Yeah, someone sued for yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, you know, the coffee's hot. You would expect that dumping it on yourself is not a good idea. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying she dumped it on herself, but, you know, it's hot coffee common sense should tell you this is hot coffee <laughs> you know you really need a freaking sign to tell you that it's hot oh, coffee Jesus. Uh, all i, mean, I want to say is we've made a nice circle here we went from gta to Lindsay lois to hot coffee to to perfect gta circle yeah to fingers and chili, fingers and chili exactly. <laughs> yeah okay i think we better ask um gary before we get completely derailed here uh gary Lindsay lohan suing uh rockstar what do you think uh, I think this is great news for Rockstar because they thrive on this kind of stuff. Like, like yeah. you said, for everybody who sued them has failed, um, and it just puts Rockstar back in the spotlight all the time. And for them, this is great news because they thrive on this. This is what makes them happy. They love controversy, and they go with it. Very, very true. Yeah, very true. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to find out how well the uh, whole lawsuit goes. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on this one, so stay tuned. Um, next up, um, our penultimate news article. Um, PS4 sales at 9 million, Xbox One north of 5 million. Uh, this is, uh, all this is written by our very own Glenn Gordon, who has had just had to nip out quickly. Uh, Edge Magazine, according to, uh, this is issue 296, uh, mentioned that the PS4 has reached 9 million use, units sold. The figure came during a uh, question directed at uh, Microsoft's Phil Harrison. Harrison stated that the Xbox One's figure is north of 5 million. Um, this, is, uh, this isn't an official announcement from Sony, obviously, so take it with a pinch of salt. But the last time, um, uh, the, la- the uh, most recent unofficial figure was about 8 million. Uh, before that, I think Sony said, um, oh, God. Um, was it seven point something million? The last official now, um, sales update, seven point two, was it? Mm, anyone? <laughs> I, I'm sure it was around seven million last. Yeah, time something I heard. like that. Yeah, so yeah, this is. Um, but either way, wow. Um, yeah, PS. If this is true, then PS4 really is um, going from strength to strength. Um, uh, north of five million. I mean, that's not too shabby either. But uh, this really is um, quite impressive. Um, it's doing really, really well. PS4 is, and um, it's sorry, ugh, it's still. Um, we're still only um, 
halfway through 2014. We've got some really good games to come. So it'll be very, very interesting to see if we can keep up this momentum for the rest of the year. And Microsoft, actually, um, to be fair to them, have a really, really strong lineup later this year. So it'll be nice to see if that manages to stimulate sales even more. So um, um, the holiday season uh, should be very should be one to watch. Um, uh, I don't think there's much to comment on this, but what the hell? Gary, what do you reckon of this? Nine million sales for PS4, if it's true. Not bad, huh? Oh, it's pretty It's fantastic for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially, you know, they started off so bad on the PS3. Yeah. Uh, they finally caught up. So this is great news. I just hope that once again, just like with the PS2, it doesn't go to their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and they start making terrible mistakes like they did before. So yeah, arrogance not always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, same thing to you, mate. I, I agree with Gary, but I think we'll see. We'll hear an announcement of ten million uh, Gamescom this year. That'd be sweet. I, I, either it was sold or shipped, it'll, they'll still mention ten million. Has it? Um, has PS4 outsold the Dreamcast yet? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. To be honest, I think oh. it out it outsold the Dreamcast in the first two months. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Dreamcast is still outselling the Wii U. Last I knew, is it really? Yeah, I think the Dreamcast has sold ten million actually. So yeah, yeah. it's not hasn't quite yeah. PS4 hasn't quite outsold the Dreamcast yet. Um, yeah. Which is kind of sad in a way because I love the Dreamcast. It was an amazing system. I'd kind of oh, like to it. see a new Dreamcast. What, what, I love it, what if Sega got back into it? Like, it, it probably wouldn't even have to make a full console. What if it made like a, a, a micro console like Oya did? Um, I think that's no, best no. safe for another discussion, actually. Otherwise, we will go off too far. Oh, yeah, that's a bloody good discussion, that is. We're definitely <laughs> talking. No, seriously, we will talk about that at some point. I, I, I love the Dreamcast, I will say that though. Um, thanks for that anyway, um, Ben. Uh, Glenn, how about you? You wrote, actually wrote this story about the PS4 sales hitting 9 million apparently. What's your okay. comment on this? Um, yeah. Take it with a grain of salt, but it is yep. probably legitimate. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, entirely possible for uh, the PS4 to have sold 2 million units since April. So it, yep. it's, it's definitely possible that it's at 9 million. And, and again, the fact that the Xbox figure north of 5 million, quote-unquote. Um, the fact that that comes directly from Phil Harrison gives it some credibility. So I think that the numbers are, are believable, but uh, like Ben said, we probably won't hear anything about it until Sony crosses the 10 million mark, because honestly, making a big deal about every million you sell is kind of silly. Um, yeah, 10 the magic number, isn't it? Yeah, so, so they'll probably yeah. wait for that. Um yeah, it's it's really it's really good, but as far as things going to their head, I feel like that's starting to happen as it is. Um, yeah, Sony seems comfortable. Xbox is definitely scrambling, um, and so this should be their their scrambling's paying off. Xbox is a good console, but um, Sony did the whole thing with powers and the TV and stuff, and I feel like they're comfortable. I feel like they're too comfortable. Um, not not arrogant, but I feel like they're too comfortable. So I, I feel like that's kind of starting to happen uh, to my displeasure. But we'll see what happens. I hope they can at least catch that and squash it because they've been doing such a fantastic job so far. They do not need yep. to mess that up. Totally agree. And jeez, uh, uh, just to clarify, uh, Phil uh, Phil Harrison, that's a ball bloke who used to work for Sony, isn't it? He used to work for Sony. He was also yeah. a... Um, I forget what he did, but he also just kind of did general video game industry stuff. Yeah, I think he moved to Atari after Sony and then to Microsoft, didn't he? I'm almost certain about that. 
Because he was president Atari, but definitely went to the Microsoft. Oh, I'm pretty. Oh, I feel compelled to look him up now. <laughs> <laughs> He's the oh, no, he did. He, he became the head of Atari. Yeah, there we go. He tried to save them as much as he could. He did pretty well for a little yeah. bit, but eventually they went under. And yeah, that's a shame. That is. Yeah. So cool. he's yeah, been he's, with Microsoft for a while then, no? Yeah, I think I, I guess so. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been like three, four years now. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he was. Um, he I think he was the president of Worldwide Studios actually. Um, I remember he was he was one of the people who was very. Uh, he was uh, he drove. Um, uh, PlayStation Home and Little Big Planet One and all that kind of stuff early on. I remember because he was still with Sony when I first joined PSU, so that was yeah early PS4 era. Yeah, I think he. I, a lot of people give him the credit for the uh, what? What do they call it? The play, play share and some play create and share. Yeah, play share create. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was also the main push for PlayStation Home. Yeah. Didn't I say that, or did I say move instead? No, I think you, I might have said, you said home. Oh, oh, okay. home. oh sorry. Oh, right, cool. No, no, don't worry. I, I, for a minute, I thought, oh, God, did I say something wrong there? <laughs> I think yeah, he no, helped he was. move as well, though, to be honest. He oh. probably did. He probably did, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, last one now, guys. Um, PSN purchases to be made transferable to PS Now for free. Uh, this is a rumor, but quite a big rumor, if it's true. Um, well, big one anyway, but... Uh, uh, this yeah, this is uh, should be taken with a pinch of salt. It uh, comes from um, a Neo Gaff user, Bastion, who claims that um, I presume this bloke is in the um, or he or she is in the uh, the beta going on in America because he he or she claims that uh, on their uh, P- uh, the pre- PS3 edition of service um, uh, games that they've already purchased, such as Stick It to the Man and Saints Row Two, uh, have actually appeared on the. Um, beta of PS Now with an, a cart icon next to them, uh, meaning they're fully available and ready to play. Um, this, uh, oops, put an error there. <laughs> uh, how he did go on to add, he or she, sorry, added that uh, on the PS4, any titles purchased are not available to play for free. However, he does know that the, uh, this could be the fact that the PS3 version of the uh, cloud-based service is more up-to-date than the PS4 version. Uh, PS Now is... Uh, in beta in America, it's due out this summer and will likely be released in Europe or made available in Europe, should I say, because it's not a physical uh, release in um, 2015. Like Ben said, they will probably announce something almost certainly at Gamescom. Um, I'm not very, I'm probably not the go to guy for now, so I'm not really sure. I think, well, speaking of someone, actually, it's probably good to have an opinion on this because I'm on the outside kind of thing. Um, this is very good news as far as I'm concerned because it would suck having to pay for something you've already got. So um, that, that, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's a no-brainer. I mean, surely, that if you bought something you, and, and it pe- appears on PS Now for free, I mean, that's a no-brainer to me. So I hope they do that because I know there's been a lot of complaints about the pricing and stuff for rentals on there and all that kind of stuff. So, Ben, I know you're big on this. So what's your comment on this? I, won't, I will say that that is probably what's going to be like yeah, just like the fact that I think if you have a disc version or download version of a full title in the future, that'll also happen. Yeah, uh, cool. because uh, yeah, there was a few leaked bits of information. I, I, yeah, I agree. Cool, That's man. all I'm going to say in case I get in trouble. Cool, cool. Okay, of course you're you're quite involved in this sort of thing, aren't you? Kind of, not with this, sadly, yeah. but yeah, yeah. some cool. of it. All right, well, we'll watch your space then. Um, uh, Gary, how about you? I think this can be great because it, 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 I think uh, the the best thing that that in in this situation, at least in my perspective, is 
I can now go to my friend's house and walk into my PlayStation Now account and just start playing my games from his house instead of having to walk into my account, download the game, wait for it to yeah. download. I can just stream it right away. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really and, handy, that is, yeah. and I can just play my games whenever I want. I can play them on my Vita. I can play them on my phone. If I have a appropriate Sony TV, I can go wherever and play those games. I no longer have to download those games. I can just stream them right away. I don't have to wait for those downloads. So I think that that's a great idea if, if, if it does happen. Wicked. Yeah, I totally agree there. And last but not least, um, this is the last comment on the news for, the, uh, for this issue, uh, issue, this episode. Uh, Glenn, how about you? Um, <laughs> this issue. Um, <laughs> I, I think that we shouldn't get excited because I could see this playing out a number of ways. Um, remember that there are a couple facets proposed to PlayStation Now. There's a rental side, and then there's a subscription side. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, I don't see there being a point... Well, no, that's not right. Um, it's not right that I don't see there being a point in, in having that for the rental side. Because there is. I mean, if you have the game already, why would you bother renting it? But the fact is, PlayStation Now is an extra service. It's not a core function of the PlayStation, of any PlayStation console. It's an extra service. So um, it is reasonable for Sony to expect you to pay a little bit, even if you own the game already to pay a little bit to have it streamed to any device because that's the extra service um so i don't know they could just be nice guys and give it to us for free that's what everyone seems to kind of think is going on and that's what i would definitely be happy with i think a lot of people would be pretty happy with that um but it could also be something tied into the subscriptions um it could also be you know there could also be a slight fee to do it when you have the um, when you when you're not a when you're not a subscriber and you're just renting games, so there there are a number of ways that this could go, um, but the fact that there is the possibility to um, account for games that you've already purchased with PlayStation Now, I think that's great news and opens up a lot of possibilities for uh, really consumer friendly packages with PlayStation Now, but don't jump to conclusions. Because, again, this could go in several different directions. Cool, cool. Um, well, that rounds things off um, uh, on news, at least, guys. Um, uh, let us know what you think, guys, on, any of you, uh, for, on PS Now or any of the stories we covered. Uh, send us an email at uh, podcast.psu.com. Um, we will reply. Usually it's me, but we will definitely reply to you. Or if you want us to, we can read out the answers on the next show, so let us know. Anyway, moving on now. This is... Uh, part where we usually chew the fat over a particular subject or just or whatever comes to mind. But there was something specific I actually wanted to discuss this week. Uh, it ties in with a, uh, a story as well that uh, we posted up on the homepage, I think, today or yesterday. Um, it's regarding Sony's uh, holiday lineup and how a lot of games have actually been delayed and whether or not they've got a decent lineup to uh, compete with Microsoft uh, this holiday season because there are obviously games like The Order have been delayed. Batman, obviously, I know it's third party, but it doesn't matter. It's still a game on PS4. Um, see you in a bit, Glenn. <laughs> he just said, be right back. Um, so, yeah, um, I um, I think it is really, really gutting that games like The Order and Batman and all that have been delayed. I mean, I was really hoping to get my hands on The Order, especially 
this that would have been a fantastic game for the holiday. But we also got Little Big Planet free, which we didn't know about until a few weeks ago. So that's good. I think I do think that um, while they don't have that, you know, there's not that big. Wait, right, obviously it's it's a, it's a PlayStation exclusive Little Big Planet, but they don't have something massive like the Order. But it's still a quite quite a big franchise, Little Big Planet, and. Um, I think when you combine that with the amount of third-party games coming out, you've got Assassin's Creed, you've got Destiny, and Destiny I know is very, um, uh, oh god, someone needs to tell, help me out here, because I know they've got some sort of partnership with Sony on this, is it DLC or is it something, um, guys, that they're doing? Uh, it's DLC. Yeah, DLC. DLC, yeah, so obviously that, that, that will push the Sony version well. You've got the um, the Evil Within. Uh, you've got you've got loads of games coming out this holiday season. You know, you've got your Fifas. You've got your uh, Pro Evo. There's a lot of big games coming out. So I think um, so. Yeah, um, just 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 a general chat, guys. What do you um, what do you think of their um, their lineup this um, holiday? Do you reckon it's going to suffer at all? Do you think they got enough to kind of like compete with Microsoft? Because let's not forget, uh, as I, I previously mentioned, they do uh, Microsoft do have a very good lineup. I mean, but the Master Chief Collection. I mean, alone, that's a big game, that is. And that's obviously got... Um, I think Sunset Overdrive is out this year, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, it's, that's next year, yes, I think. Is it? is it this year? Uh, no, it's this holiday, yeah. Yeah, oh, this okay. holiday, yeah. And a few other things as well, not to mention, obviously, the third-party games. So, yeah. Um, let's start with you, Gary. I think I've uh, missed out on going to you first for a while. So what do you reckon about the um, lineup and everything? Do you think it's, do you think it's going to suffer? Do you think they've got enough? Um, I don't think it's going to suffer. I think... People who buy the third-party games will buy. At least most of them will buy the the PS4 version of the games. Yeah, uh, yeah. like Dragon Age and Alien Isolation. Oh God, yeah. See, those ones I forgot. Yeah, Dragon Age, Alien Isolation. Yeah, massive games. Yeah. In a way, I think Sony did the smart move because there's just so much competition this yeah. holiday season that move your stuff to February or maybe even March and make more money that way. I mean, Microsoft doesn't have anything coming out in that time. That's no, they don't, they, no, I don't think they do, yeah. So I think them moving these games towards kind of the, the spring-summer time is great because there is not much competition, not a lot of games are coming out around that time. Yeah. Maximize the profits that way. But it, it can also hurt them as well because, you know, a lot of these third-party games are getting the exclusive DLC on Xbox as well. You know, Dragon yeah. Age exclusive DLC, um, Call of Duty, Duty Battlefield yeah. Hardline. So, in a way, it could hurt them, but I, I just don't see Sony losing too much uh, on this holiday season. I think, yeah. actually, there's some games that I think are, are kind of going out there to, to suffer. Um, I think I, I really feel bad for the evil within because I think it's going to suffer in in the time that it's coming out, which is yeah, October. yeah. They, they, it's a shame they didn't leave that um, on the original date, which was late August. That would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have been dead around that time. I understand you want to release a horror game around you know Halloween, yeah. but I think that game is going to suffer in its launch. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's going to be. It's a new IP for one thing, and it's up against. It's on the same day. And period is like Dragon Age and Battlefield and everything, so that that's really not a, um, a not a very good cocktail. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how how do you think of Little Big Planet as like the big um, PS uh, PlayStation release this holiday? I think you? that one is great for them because not only is it coming out on the PS4, it's also coming out on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. And 
yeah. as a holiday game, people, you know, a little bit plan is already established. So a lot of people are going to go out, buy that game for their kids for Christmas and stuff. Yeah. So it's I a, think yeah. that game in particular is, is already great, especially since you're going to be able to play all the levels people have created in a little bit planet too. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so, so that game I think is coming out at the perfect time in the holiday, you know, yeah. uh, as a family friendly game. Yeah, it's but, got broad appeal that has, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, but other than that, you know, you said the, Microsoft has the Master Chief Collection, which is going to probably move a lot of units for them. Yes. And uh, Sunset Overdrive, I don't know how many units it's going to move, but, you know, it's going to be a kind of, it's probably going to sell millions of copies for them. Um, I can see Microsoft winning uh, a couple months uh, on the console sales. Uh, for for those months, but I think once you get to um, February and March, you'll see Sony easily start coming back with with the games they have coming out. Because um, you know, I I think Batman Arkham Origins is gonna or Arkham Origins Arkham Knight is gonna have exclusive DLC on Sony's side. You have yeah. the Order, you have the Witcher three coming out, and people are still going you know crazy about the whole 1080p over whatever Microsoft's games are going to offer at the time. So I think all those games are still going to sell more on on PS4 than than Xbox One, but it's just something we'll have to see. I I mean, I don't think the, you know, the sales number is, you know, the over 5 million now or north of 5 million. I don't know if that's still counting the the connectless Xbox One or if that's still counting the ones. Good point, yeah. So we, I don't think we still know exactly how much they're they're gonna sell without the Connect now. Yeah, the Connect free well, I, Xbox One um, is available right now, isn't it? Yes, yes. It is. Well, then, judging just, judging by the fact that Phil Harrison gave this figure just the other day, um, I would assume that it does include those sales. But it came out in what July, right? July first is when it launched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we won't see its bigger impact until the end of the month to see how well it's doing. Wait, did it launch at July 1st or did it launch a little after E3? I thought it was a couple of weeks ago it launched, but I could be wrong. Well, probably no, I thought it was the end of June. Yeah, all right. Well, either way, I think you need at least a month to, to yeah, see. Yeah, look, look for um, July's NPD data for, um, to see how that's um, done, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, cool. Uh, thanks for that, Gary. Um, Glenn, how about you? Um, did you actually were you here when we were discussing like the topic, or do you need to remind of what we were talking about? Go ahead and let me know. Uh, we were just talking about like Sony's holiday lineup, and obviously you had a lot of games delayed, like The Order and Batman, like first party and third party, and whether or not they were likely to suffer as a result. And do you think they got enough to go up against Microsoft? And you know what you make of, like, their big exclusive this holiday, Little Big Planet 3, that kind of general stuff. So, far away. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I think there is a lot more to the PlayStation 4's current success than what games it has coming out at any specific point in time. Um, especially since, the, I mean, no, no games were available yet, and it sold a million units on its first night. Um, it's... The, the current sales that it has are not all about the games, even though the console needs to be all about the games. A lot of people are just excited for the new PlayStation. 
And so, um, of course, that's ebbing fast because now that a lot of people have it, it's like, okay, what do I do with this thing? Um, So the games are getting, are are always ever important. Um, Although the delays, I don't think that that's going to be a huge problem for PlayStation. Um, There's still a lot coming out for the the season. Uh, We've got Drive Club, we've got a bunch of multi-platform games. Their PlayStation's not worried. No one, they don't have a reason to worry um, for that. And the new games that come are going to come pretty early next year. So it's not like you're going to have to wait like a year after the holiday season to get them. They're coming out sure. very quickly afterward. So I don't think that there is any big problem um, for PlayStation or, or, I mean, especially even competing with Xbox at this time, I don't think that there's going to be a big problem with um, games and, and availability of games, um, even new games during that time. Uh, Xbox definitely has a decent amount of stuff coming out. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of it is multiple platform, though, so PlayStation's going to get that stuff, too, which is um, a lot of people were complaining about the Xbox conference. A lot of a lot of their stuff that they announced was multiple platform. Um, uh-huh. Whereas, I guess, Sony had more exclusives. So there's no big problem with multiple platform games. I mean, everything that, a lot of, not everything, but a lot of the stuff that's coming out for Microsoft at this point in time will also come out for Sony. So there's, I again, I, I just really don't see a reason to worry about Sony for the holidays. Cool, man. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I um, for the record, I agree. <laughs> Me and Gary are talking about it just a second ago. Yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, Ben, uh, what do you have to say on this matter? I, I pretty much agree with everyone on the fact that this year's Sony's events is pretty good, and I think that this they've got this Christmas, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't think the Master Chief Collection will get as many sales as people seem to think it will. Halo really? got damaged quite a bit by Halo 4, so... Ah, oh, alright. Um, and a lot of people who do like Halo, chances are I've already brought the system because they're expecting Halo. You know, we had Halo yeah, 5 yeah. announced. Yeah. So chances are a lot of people won't... And, and they've had multiple chances to buy these games over the years. No, I don't think it'll have as big an effect as Sony, what Microsoft think it will. I, I yeah. expect a, a bump in sales, yeah, but I don't yeah. expect... From it. people like me. Yeah. <laughs> and me. I, I can actually oh, yeah, yeah. agree with that, because, quite frankly, a lot of the people who are into Halo were into it, like, in the beginning. Like, this is going to really appeal to those who were old Xbox fans, but a lot of the newer Xbox fans um, who have played the more recent Halos may or may not actually care. Uh, may or may yeah. not want to go back to it, and um, even so, well, I, the the biggest appeal to this Master Chief Collection is nostalgia, and as far as a selling point, nostalgia only takes you so far. So, um, well, I mean, don't forget to say a remastered, a fully remastered Halo Two in there as well, which is new out this yeah. year. So, but yeah. a, a lot of people are probably not going to, as far as console sales go. Let's talk console sales. A lot of people who have not yet bought an Xbox One or who have switched to PlayStation 4 um, for this mm-hmm. generation so far are not going to go ahead now and drop another $400 to play a game that they've already played on their Xbox 360s. Um, some will, especially the fans of Halo, but a lot of people just are not going to do that. So, yeah, there's going to be a bump in sales, but it's not going to be... It's prob- I seriously doubt it's going to be a huge bump. Um, as far as actual sales for the game go... Uh, I think it's going to be it's going to get a lot of sales at first, but again, it's nostalgia. 
um, a lot of people going forward probably aren't going to invest the money in the game. So I, I, see, I see a big ceiling to what's going on here. Even with the remastered Halo 2, um, I see a ceiling to the excitement for the Master Chief collection. And um, can it overcome that? I don't know. I guess it just depends on what DLC or whatever. If, if they decide to treat it like it's a brand new game, um, I don't think they'll do that. But if they do, they could generate a little more excitement. But really, nostalgia only offers so much excitement and, and so much interest in a game. Cool. Um, wow, there we go, guys. As I said, um, we'd like to hear what you think on this matter, so be sure to drop us an email, podcast at psu.com. Um, thanks for that, guys, dudes. Uh, let's crack on with some reviews now. Uh, this is probably the most reviews we've had up in one week in quite some time. I was actually surprised when I was uh, having a gander at the um, list here. Uh, first up is a Sniper Elite 3 a PS4 review by some hack called Michael Harridance. I right, that wanker. Um, that's me, actually, in case you didn't know. Um, I gave us a 7.5. Uh, I actually went to a preview event of this back in May, and I was quite, I really liked what I played, and the game held up pretty well, actually. I summarized, um, while not without its flaws, Sniper Elite 3 remains a compelling, tactically rewarding shooter that fans of the genre will do well to snap up ASAP. Um, I liked the uh, open environments, which allowed for greater ta- uh, strategic freedom. Uh, the fact there's plenty of optional collectibles and objectives to tackle, plus solid online modes. And, of course, the kill cam is satisfyingly gruesome as ever. However, I dislike the patchy AI, uh, some noticeable performance issues like uh, gla- gr- uh, glitches and things like that, and the lack of a decent story and compelling hero, because he was pretty lame and the story was almost non-existent. But other than that, it's a great game. I think that um, you don't have to be someone who's into World War II to like this game. It, it, it's good fun. It's accessible, even though... The series itself isn't kind of like fully mainstream, like Call of Duty. It's got it's a, it's kind of a niche. Not it's not very it's not completely esoteric, as I pointed out. But it's ve- it's definitely not your multi-million selling Call of Duty or Resident Evil, or whatever, because there's a third-person shooter. So you know things like Gears of War, Resident Evil, and all of that. I said you know they're they're obviously the big third-person shooters and all that kind of stuff these days. But Sniper Elite has carved out its own loyal fan base, and yeah, I like this. It's um, it's actually it's got some good strategy in it, which is a good thing that helps uh, uh, set it apart from the rest of the pack. Um, moving on to uh, our next one, we have I didn't even know half of these went up. Uh, we have that trivia game PS4 review. This was reviewed by John Paul Jones, our freelancer. Uh, he summarised a. Fun recreation of trivia with a real focus on the questions. That trivia game is best enjoyed with friends as, a limit- as its limited additional content and modes will struggle to sustain the interest of a lone player. Gave it a 7 out of 10. He liked the, uh, accessible to gamers and the fact that it's accessible to gamers and non-gamers of all ages, uh, the substantial amount of trivia topics and questions, and the fact that it works well with remote play. That makes sense, actually, thinking about it. Uh, however, he disliked uh, the fact that it has just two modes, single-player and multiplayer. Uh, the aesthetics are poor, and the presenter is just awful, and the fact there's no online multiplayer. Uh, seems odd for a competitive game like that, but there we go. Um, next up, we have... Oh, cripes, that's the wrong one. There we go. <laughs> Valiant Hearts, The Great War. And that was written by our very own Gary Bagdasarov. Hope I said that right, comrade. That was actually very good. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Uh, I practice in front of mirror a lot. Um, 
Um, Gary gave us a 9 out of 10. Big score there. Um, he summarised, um, Valiant Hearts for Great War delivers a moving story that will surely leave an impression on you. The UBR engine delivers another great artistic showpiece telling the story through animation. Uh, oops, sorry, just skipped ahead there. A powerful and harrow, harrow and musical score and documentary-like narration. Valiant Hearts doesn't, depi- uh, doesn't depict what war may have been like. It makes you feel it. Very nice. Uh, you said uh, you liked the powerful story, the great artistic design, and the great license and original soundtrack. However, you dislike uh, Anna's healing minigames, uh, the fact that the uh, real photos clash with the art design, and the puzzles won't be for everyone. As I said, you gave us a 9 out of 10, so well worth it. Uh, what format was this on, anyway? That is on PS4, PS3, 360, and Xbox One. Not Vita. Not Vita. I'm sure they'll announce it on Vita. Like yeah, it seems. Oh, uh, it does seem quite um like it would fit Vita very well. Uh, moving on, we have blimey, was a lot. Like I said, we have a lot of reviews. Uh, th- next up is Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn review. Sounds like a Dane review. Yes, it is. Dane Smith handles a lot of these Tecmo Co games. Uh, he gave us an eight point five. Uh, he summarised what should be the most. Wh- uh, what should be the best Dynasty Formula game to date is marred by simple mistakes with its environment and music scoring. More of those, and fans of Gundam and or Dynasty Warriors will have a field day with so much stuff to unlock that it'd take 100 hours. Dang. He liked the massive amount of fan service content, uh, felt that almost every Gundam can be piloted, and the truth to, and felt it's true to the source material. Always a good thing. Uh, however, he disliked the surprisingly tame soundtrack, the bland and inspired environments, and the lack of licensed songs from the show. That was an 8.5 out of 10, I say. Um, moving on. Damn. It's been a long time since we have this many reviews up, guys, I think. I don't know about you, but definitely. It, does, it feels like a long time. Uh, Tour de France is by Stephen Williamson. I should know I edited it for him. Uh, he gave us a 6 out of 10. This was for PS4. Uh, uh, he summarised lacked polish with um, with lack of uh, collision detection being the most obvious flaw but Tour de France 2014 has hidden strategic depths that may appeal to fans of the world's most prestigious cycling race he liked the, uh, uh, the fact there's lots of thought gone into the control scheme and ideas to prevent long bouts of cycling getting too stale plenty of tactics available that mimic the real world event uh, a visual upgrade from last year good cyclist models and nice scenery and the new promo to add as extra value However, there's always some dislikes, and there were three of them in this case. He, uh, one of them being 70 to 80% of each race consists of slow-paced pedaling for miles and miles. Boring. Uh, having the ability to switch between riders and therefore cheat seems like a, d- a ridiculous concept. And last but not least, the robotic animation and looping audio from bystanders. Okay, that was Tour de France. Um, I haven't played that. <laughs> Definitely not. Anyone played that at all? No? Cool. No, it sounds like biking. <laughs> Which I would rather do with an actual bicycle. Yeah, me too. Get fit. Well, I, I can't use a bike, so it'd be something for me, I guess. What you uh, you what you never learned to ride or? No, oh, I have balance issues, so I have trouble with bikes. Oh, I see. All right, yeah, I haven't ridden a bike for ages. God, I used to when I was a kid. But anyway, it's another story. So did I, uh, but gra- then I got a car. Oh, okay. I can't drive, so bike would be my only um oh. option. <laughs> And train as well. I love train journeys. Uh, this next one is Guacamelee's uh, Super Turbo Champion uh, Edition for PS4. This was written by Paul Kelly, our, uh, another one of our UK writers, who's actually a regular on the podcast, but I don't think he's been on for a few weeks. Was he on while I was away? 
I think so. Yeah, it was on one week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Cool. Hi, Paul. <laughs> uh, Paul summarised an improved, expanded, more complete version of a game that delighted us last year. Uh, the original version was reviewed by Don Oliveira. Um, so you can check that out if you want, guys, just by doing a quick search. Uh, Paul gave us a 9 out of 10. He uh, liked the simultaneous combat, plenty of depth, the new uh, levels enhanced the original game, and, and the fact that added, ab- added abilities don't break the balance. However, he dislikes some, fr- some frustrating puzzles. Uh, the story is rather basic, and <laughs> I like this one, the fact that it ends. Uh, so there we go. Mm-hmm. 9 out of 10, that one for Guacamelee. Uh, I do remember Don uh, having very good things to say about the original release. Uh, so there we go. Um, there we go. Last but not least, finally, Pri- uh, Battle Princess of Arcadius review. Dane Smith, um, an 8 out of 10 for this. Uh, he summarizes a fun RPG beat-em-up that pulls all the emphasis on easy fun at the expense of a coherent storyline. Great for what you think... Uh, sorry, great for when you just want to sit back, relax, and not think about anything. I felt like that many times. Um, usually after working on PSU. No, I'm joking. Uh, he loved the uh, J-pop-infused soundtrack. Uh, the skirmish mode adds spice to an RPG. And the fact that it has a variety of, char- variety of characters to choose from. However, he disliked the incoherent story that doesn't know if it wants to be silly or serious. Uh, the upgrade and enhanced system, not as powerful as it could be. And last but not least, the reused enemy models that only color swap to be different. So, there we go. And that was a 8 out of 10, guys. Shit. Sorry. That, that was a lot of reviews. Um, please check those, guys, uh, those reviews out, guys. They take a lot of time to write, actually. You'd be surprised. So, we really appreciate that. And drop us any comments as well on them if you have any in the comments section or by email us at podcast at psu.com. And we're moving on now to what we've been playing. My voice is going to die in a minute, so as ever, around this time, I will hand it over to someone else. Um, let's start with my co-host, Ben. Ben, what have you been playing lately, my friend? Go right ahead. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. No, calm down, no. calm, calm, calm down, everyone. This is, yeah. Shock horror, front page. Man, this never page. happens. But uh, <laughs> in fact, I just hit a milestone in the game tonight. Actually, I've oh, yeah? got yeah. four hundred nine gathering and three hundred ninety perception. Which to most people, those just sound like numbers. But to me, those yeah, sounds yeah. like numbers that cost me a lot of money. <laughs> um, I need it for the higher tier mining stuff, but I finally reached it today. I'm like, yes, I can, I can do it without buying food. <laughs> um, so yeah, and my, I've been doing a lot of work for because they're adding private rooms next week to free company houses, yeah. where for three hundred grand you can add your own room to the house. Um, three hundred grand spent... for a room? Holy crap! Yeah. In the real life, three hundred grand will buy you a whole house. The the house costs two point one million for the small house. Wow, good thing um, the currency is different. <laughs> it, it's London prices. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway, I got the I finally got the uh, money that and I've the uh, been spending the whole day getting housing stuff for it ready. Uh-huh. Uh My housing items alone equal to about three million gil going into that into that room. So it's going to be a very very fancy house. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, can't wait. Cool. And um, don't forget Slime for Elite Three as well. Uh yeah, I only paid a day of that so far though. So. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. you've been on it at least. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, you shot anyone in the bollocks yet? Yeah, I did. It was it was fun. 
Oh, and just for it was, uh, it was an accident though because I shot the guy. I was trying to shoot the guy in the chest, but the wind resistant pushed the bullet down to his knee, so he fell over. So when I shot him again, yeah, it, it, as it was falling over, it kind of went. Yeah. All right. Just so uh, <laughs> just so our American um, listeners know, um, uh, that's balls bollocks. Just in case you want. <laughs> um, cool, mate. Is that all then? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that I've been playing recently. Sweet, sounds good. Uh, Glenn, how about you? What have you been playing? I have reached a milestone of my own. Um, I finally got my very first platinum trophy ever. Uh, I finished my expert playthrough of Infamous Second Son, and all right. I am now the proud owner of a platinum trophy for Infamous Second Son. That deserves a round of applause, people. Yes, finally. Because I usually I usually don't go for platinum trophies at all, just Same because man. I don't feel like doing all the work to do, like I play a game to have fun. I don't feel like doing work to do it. But, Dude, I'm right there with you. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I've I've come kind of close in some previous games, but you know, this time I just kind of went for it, and I have a platinum trophy now. So I I finally have one platinum trophy. I'm excited. Awesome, I'm surprised. You haven't gotten Platinum Trophy in any of the Ratchet and Clank games. I which is in Ratchet franchise. and Clank: A Crack in Time. I am one yeah. trophy shy of it, um, but the trophy is called "My Blaster Runs Really, Really Hot," and it has to do with a mini game. And in order to get this trophy, I, you you can't do it by yourself. Um, you have to have a second person do it, and I never and like never have anyone play in the room with me. So it's. Not that, I, not that I wouldn't want someone to clean the room with me. It just never happens. So, um, yeah, I just kind of gave up on it after a while. And I'm at, like, 80% on that game. I have a platinum trophy in that game. I didn't use a second person. Well, how'd you do it? Because that trophy sucks. I'll have to check on the trophy again. But I, I did it without anybody's help. You have to get, like, 10,000 points or something in the mini game. I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I got a platinum trophy by myself in that game. Yeah, well, that's the only trophy I, I would need for that game, and I would have uh, platinum. So I don't know, <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> cool, man. Well, that's um, good to hear, anyway, Glenn. My uh, my first platinum was actually um, Walking Dead on the Vita, and I actually uh, I actually got it without trying. It's just it's so easy; you just literally play the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of on the way to get a trophy for Persona 4, but I, you really, it's, it's hard to do it without a guide on the second playthrough. And yeah. I've been trying to find a pretty consistent guide, and I can't seem to find a really good guide. Um, that, that just kind of gets me to the Platinum Trophy from New Game Plus. And so, I don't know, maybe someday for that too. I, the, the good news is I really love Persona 4. So, um, yeah, I'll probably give that a try later on. Cool, man. Sounds good to me. Um, uh, Gary, how about you, mate? I have been playing a few games. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen with Ben. Woo! You know what? Woohoo! Thanks, Ben. <laughs> um, the game does frustrate me. I've done like twenty six dungeons, and I haven't gotten a single piece of gear for my character, <laughs> which makes oh. me angry. That, um, that would that would annoy me too. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I obviously Valiant Hearts. I played that game. I loved it. Um, I played Watch Dogs multiplayer with my friends. Oh, how is it? Which, uh, 
it, it, it's a rant topic. No. <laughs> I, I need to I need to play that game again. I think I played it for like two days and then I just stopped. I haven't played. I'll it say since. this: it's it's fun with your friends, not so much fun with people online. Oh well, that's always the case because people suck it, online. It, it's because they don't yes, they do. utilize what the game is. You know, the game is this fun open world environment, and people instead of utilizing this fun open world environment, they bunker down and they play team deathmatch. That's all they do. They just shoot each other. And it's not that fun. Um, it's definitely a rant topic for RDGH. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I've also been playing on my PC a game called Divinity Original Sin. I've been waiting for this game for a long time. It was a Kickstarter game which I backed and it's finally released on at the end of June. So I've been playing that game. It's awesome. It's this old school type RPG, like kind of like a isometric Baldur's Gate type uh-huh. look to it. But the combat is turn based, and like you move your character, you get a certain amount of points. You gotta utilize. It's very strategic. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad I backed this game because. I miss these types of games. But cool. But that's it. Yeah. Those are my games. Sweet. Um well, I guess that just leaves me, I think. Uh yeah. Um well, obviously I've been away for a week, but I did take my Vita with me, so I was playing a, a shitload of games. Um I I started GTA uh Vice City Stories. I always play that game in the summer. I don't know why, it's just because it's a summer game and I love <laughs> it. Um I also played Silent Hill. I started Silent Hill 1. Um, two reasons. One, because I wanted to. It's been a while. And uh, Sorry, one, because it's, um, I wanted to. It's been a while. And two, because it's been 15 years since it came out. So I thought, how? Why not? 50th anniversary. Yeah. Um, it's funny, actually. With Silent Hill 1, I actually first played the game in June 1999 uh, through my um, next-door neighbor who had a chipped PlayStation. So he had the import version from America, which was out in January. And I played it in black and white because I couldn't run it in color on my uh, old TV. So that was an interesting experience for me. It was while I was on work experience with my school. They send you away for a week at whatever placement you found, you know, you fill out a form and whatever. And I was in Comet in an electronics store. And I remember playing it every morning before I went down there. I don't know, just, um, I can just remember these random things. But yeah, um, I still love that game. It's still bloody That's so awesome, though. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I can see, like, that game w- looks so perfect on black and white in my mind. It uh, it's actually it actually worked apart from the fact that one puzzle was centered on specific colors, um, yeah. <laughs> to, which was a bit of a headache. Um, it does actually work really well in black and white. It was great. It really was great. And um, I like some of the. Um, I was actually disappointed that the PAL version of the European version actually changed some of the text and stuff around. Actually, you know, when you investigate something, you know, you press X and you see a comment or whatever, like nothing unusual here or whatever. They changed some of the text for the European version. It wasn't as good as the american version so that was a bit of a disappointment but yeah love that game i also started i'm pleased to say the walking dead season two i'm up to episode three which is as far as it's got and i freaking love that game so much it was so oh i just want to talk about spoilers but i'm not going to but there's someone who you see again and i'm so fucking pleased that this person is back so i i just love that series if you haven't played it yet you play series one season one sorry play it it's fantastic i can't wait till when uh amid the ruins is out 
Um, what else did I go on? I, I'm sure I went on something. Yeah, I, I did a bit of self-sacrifice, not much as I wanted, not as much as I wanted to. Um, Sniper Elite Three, obviously, uh, really like that game. I got pissed off with the online mode. Obviously, I played it because you know I was reviewing the game, but I just kept dying constantly. You know, I couldn't shoot anyone, but for some reason they could shoot me. I was aiming at people. I swear I got a shot, and I didn't, and I got shot. Tried to hide and I got shot. Tried to run around and I got shot. In fact, I did everything and then got shot. So I rage quit that. Um, but it just reminded me of why I hate, and I hate using this. I dislike using that word, but I hate online shooters, multiplayer comp- uh, competitive online shooters. I just can't stand it. It completely wound me up to no end. And I was just like, right. I've done enough of this game now to write a review on things. I'm coming on this fucking thing before I punch my fucking screen in. Seriously. Sorry about my language, but yeah. Join, join me on my rant. <laughs> yeah, I really should, shouldn't I? I? Yeah, I think I might actually do that, yeah. Um, I really really should come back on that. That'd be perfect for a rant. Um, apart from that, I'm pleased to say, and it's a shame Paul's not here because he would appreciate this, I finally started Battlefield 4 after having it on my shelf for six months. Um I really like it. <laughs> I don't play online yet. I probably will try online, even though despite what I, despite what I just said, because I know there's, <laughs> I know there's, I know there's problems with it, and I know I said I hate online multiplayer, but I want to try. I, you know, you can go in different vehicles, and I just, I just like the, the feel of the game. But the actual game itself, I've always liked first-person shooters in terms of campaign, and it, it feels like, yeah, it's you know, you play Call of Duty, you played a lot of them, and it feels familiar. But there's enough. Um, kind of subtleties to define it, uh, differentiate from Call of Duty. Like you can go in tanks and stuff, and it's the shooting just feels much more. I don't know. It feels more heavier and precise, and the graphics are amazing. They really, really are fantastic. And yeah, it's you know I enjoyed it. It's, I've never played a Battlefield game before, and it's been a while to be honest since I played a first-person shooter. And yeah, I'm, I'm still on it now. I've just done the just got past the tank mission where you've got to find the airfield. So. Uh, I'm. I don't know how far I am, but I've, I haven't been on it much. So I've only just started it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to um, carrying on with that game. Um, I hope to start The Last of Us again before I get the PS4 version for reasons I mentioned earlier. But uh, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I'm having a good time gaming. Uh, I'll probably go back on the Vita again soon, but I'm giving it a break, obviously, because I've been on it so much. But yeah. Um, By the way, one yeah. thing about Sniper Elite that annoys me. Mm-hmm. In a way, is the fact that when you play online co-op, you don't yeah. get to see the kill cam. Yeah, that's. Um, I miss that. Yeah, that's one of its main highlights, isn't it? The kill cam. So yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. Well, well, if you actually think about it, that's kind of the whole point. If you're being sniped, you don't want people to know where you got sniped from. No, uh, when you play the single player, it goes into like a X-ray mode, like in Mortal Kombat, where you can see the bullet entering. Yeah. You, you don't have that in the co-op. Online. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's part of that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, wow, this has been cool. Actually, coming back to host the podcast, guys. I think we're about ready to wrap up now. I miss. I don't think I missed anything. Um, apart from our end spiel. Um, Glenn, you usually do a th- your, do your thing now, don't you? About contacts and everything. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. So go for it, man. <laughs> All right. Um, be sure to follow us on iTunes. We are, in fact, there. Actually, we're, we're on a number of different channels, I found out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we use Podbean to, to do these podcasts, and Podbean distributes our podcasts not only to iTunes, but to several Android-friendly places, 
to uh, online places like Tversity and whatnot. So, you know, wherever we are, give us a follow. Um, but if you do follow us on iTunes, you can have our podcast downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We actually do have a Twitter now, courtesy of one Ben Schillebeer Hall. And, um, well, you may not reach Mike, but you can reach any of any of the rest of us on Twitter. <laughs> Just follow us at, at PSUnchained, at P-S-U-N-C-H-A-I-N-E-D. Um, is that all of it, or do I usually say something else? Um. No, I think that's about oh, it. That's yeah, it. Well, I usually go. All right. Yeah, I usually go. Yeah, nice one. I go um uh, go over the individual Twitter stuff. So for everyone to read out. Um, yeah. So as Glenn said, you can't reach me because I don't have Twitter. Um, I don't. That will probably change at some point due to peer pressure, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can follow Mr. Ben Shillabier Hall at Chili underscore UK. You better get. A tw- you've got Shahid. You've got Chin. Do I need to get the head of Sony to try and get you onto Twitter next? You know, I, I actually kind of want you to. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, did you read out all your Twitter there, Ben? Uh, yeah, chili underscore UK, or you can contact me at ben.chilliverhall at psu.com, or you can contact me also at chili on NeoGaff. Wicked. And you can contact um, Gary at... At Gagwausch, that's G A G L A U S H on Twitter, or Gary at G A R R I at PSU.com. Cool. I should probably say you can contact me in the village. Um, uh, in the village? In the village. village. <laughs> in the village. You can contact Mike in the village. He's, he's just, in the village, just yeah. chilling there. Yeah, that's why. That's you have to use the postal service. <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Mike.Harrodis at PSU.com. Individually, I meant to say. That's my personal email. If you want to. Yeah, no, you, just, you just go into a village and Mike turns up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just walk into any village, any village. and I turn up. What's up? <laughs> oh, uh, Glenn, have you, did you read your Twitter out earlier? I can't remember. I did not. Okay, oh, okay, in that case, you can contact G-Man, Glenn Gordon, at... GoGlenn underscore on Twitter, at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore on Twitter, or you can email me using glenn.gordon at psu.com. Wicked. And I will just check to see if we have any emails um, from Fonz. Uh, did you guys get any emails while I was away at all? Yeah, but I forgot to mention it because it, I didn't see it until afterwards. Oh, okay. Well, I've, the only most recent one I've got here is June the 26th, so that was the day before I came back. Um, so it's yeah. early fair we read it out. Sorry, Fonz, we haven't forgotten you at all. Um, uh, this is an easy, uh, simple question. Do consumers are getting a fair deal when, uh, when, consumer, makes sta- uh, when consumer makes standalone DLC? Uh, did that not make sense to me, or is it just me? Oh, it made sense to me. Basically, is does it, you know, it does, you know, do we think that it's a good idea for them to have pre-ordered DLC in different stores, I think? Oh, right. Um, I hope that's what you meant. Anyway, uh, if you didn't mean that, sorry, Fonz. I'm not quite sure what you meant apart from that. But, uh, what, what do you think, Ben? Uh, yes and no. It, it's, I guess it's a nice pre-order bonus. But I wish it, I, don't, I don't think it should be in certain stores. Or at least, you know, have it away so that, you know, you can get in other stores as well. But I guess you do always get it in the end anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind DLC being pre-order bonus, but I don't like it being pre-order here or here or here or maybe here. Maybe pre-order at your local B and Q, and you'll get this free hacksaw. B and Q. Oh yeah, or Tesco. <laughs> pre-order at Sainsbury's and get a free fruit basket in Dead or Alive too. Yeah. 
300 no, Dead Island 2, sorry, not Dead or Alive. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what? Dead or Alive 2? <laughs> you think um, coming up? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you mentioned, actually, you mentioned standalone DLC. I mean, that sounds to me, sounds like something like um, Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption, which is DLC and it's standalone because you can play it without the um, main game. I don't know if that's what he means, but Maybe. that was awesome. So, yeah, that, that's what standalone means. Yeah, so in that, yeah, I think yeah. I'll, in terms of, um, I played Undead Nightmare and I thought it was fantastic. So I think there's definitely, um, I think, uh, I think there's definitely, um, uh, good quality to be um, had in um, standalone DLC. Definitely, I mean that was pretty. That was quite a substantial um, update, if I remember. I played the hell out of that. Um, I think, um, obviously, I think there's some some are better than others. But I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, well, no, I don't suppose. Um, no, none of the Elder Scrolls ones you need the um, uh, game to play, don't you? So that would be standalone DLC. No, um, but no, you'd need oh, infamous. Yeah. yeah, you don't need, but. EA, EA, do not do standalone DLC because when you start doing that, you'll probably charge a lot for one hour's DLC. So EA, don't do standalone DLC. I don't trust you. <laughs> uh, do you it's guys know that? Um, <laughs> you guys know that EA are now charging for demos on the Xbox One. Right? Yeah, it's five dollars for the FIFA demo and the UFC demo. Jesus! In my day, we got them free with magazines. Yeah. <laughs> I guess then technically you paid for the demo back then because you paid, you know. Yeah, it was usually four ninety nine. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Ben, that that's been changed now. They're they're set to free. Oh, now. that's good. Okay. <laughs> good work, EA. Good work. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having to say good work about something that should have happened in the first place, but good work. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> um. What's with the um, Xbox One not having the Connectless version on Amazon? Is it not, is it not out over here yet? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Maybe it's... I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still trying to get rid of their Connect stock before they yeah. take stock. Yeah, well, I would be touching Xbox One until... Or has it been sold that. out? <gasps> no, it's literally not here at all, so... There we go. Anyway, um, I just we're almost clocking it at one hour thirty, so that sounds like a good time to wrap up. But it was justified, I think, since I was back and um, we had a lot to talk about. Um, that was awesome, guys. It's good to have three, um, three people on, not counting myself. Um, Gary, uh, you say in the chat, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. It's really cool to um, chat to you again, man. And of course, Glenn and Ben, good to talk to you guys again. I think that was a good podcast. Nice rhyme. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> um, we will be back with episode 47, hopefully uh, the same time next week. I don't know who will be hosting. It might be me. It might be Ben. Um, it will be one of us, though. You can be sure of that. Um, who knows? It might be Glenn. Oh, Glenn. Yeah, who you knows? Know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, look out for, for RDGH. We will be recording that. Um, I think we're recording later today, aren't you? Yes. Is that like, because Ben did that too. I, I never noticed that before. Is that just a British thing that you pronounce the letter H? Like with a with an H in the front, <laughs> like you pronounce it. Yeah, you, you pronounce it H. H. Yeah, you say H. H. You say H, don't yeah. you? Yeah, H. Yeah. No, we yeah. say H. At least I was at. Yeah, that's cool. H. Okay, H. I'm learning. Yeah, <clears throat> like we say Z and not Z. Yes, that's. <laughs> I don't understand that one. Unless I say Dragon Ball Z, for some reason I always say it like that because yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z just yeah. yeah. Dragon Ball Z, yeah. <laughs> Okay, chaps, thanks very much for joining me. Um, we, as I said, we'll be back uh, around this time next week. And this issue, uh, this uh, podcast, well, there's no point in him saying when it's up because you'll be listening to it. <laughs> future okay. past! Yeah, future past. Yeah, that was a great film. 
<laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past. I still haven't seen it. Ah, oh, it's great. <laughs> go, go see it. Go right now after this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, ben, Gary, and Glenn, it's been a pleasure. And to all our listeners, thank you once again. All that's left to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you, guys. Leave in Gaza. Leave in Gary. <laughs> <laughs> what? Awesome, guys. <laughs>